Welcome to the Field Target Podcast, Episode 18. All right, welcome to the Field Target Podcast. Uh, tonight's episode is a special episode in that I'm bringing on a three-time national champion. Scott Hull from the West Coast, from California, has won a Piston National Championship. He's won a PCP Hunter National Championship, and he's won an Open Piston National Championship. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hey, thank you, Scott. And uh, I'm glad to have you. I know that you and I have been talking about doing this a long time, but you know, and there's lots of things from a technical nature that I could spend a whole lot of time talking to you about. But the reason I have you on the show is to talk about the upcoming West Coast Piston Championships. Yes, and I just spent the afternoon working on targets. I've got them all prepped and, uh, well, still need some moving, maybe a little testing, but they're all painted. Ready to go. Well, tell me a little bit about the club there and about your history as a match director and sort of what brought you to the idea of, uh, of doing a Piston Championship. I know that I've been fascinated by it. Uh, I would like to do something like that out here on the East Coast, and I'd like to hear about what led you to this point. Okay, well, I uh, started shooting field targets, I think, 2011, and really got into it big time, 2012. And the matches I was going to were close to one was a couple hundred miles away, either the Los Angeles area or the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm on the Central Coast, which is kind of right in between. So after doing a lot of traveling and shooting more matches, I thought, you know, it'd be nice if we had something close by to do. And didn't know if there'd be a lot of interest. We're not a, we're kind of kind of a rural area, so the population is a little lower, but we did have a, we do have a shooting range that's maybe, uh, I don't know, eight miles from my house in a drive. And so I spent some time checking it out, looking at the different uh, venues over at that range. And after going back and forth with some of the clubs over there, there's a number of clubs and the organization was a little complicated. I got put in touch with uh, the Small Board Association who had a, a range that hadn't been used in maybe five or six years and it looked like it would be suitable for a field target range. So that was the start of it. I got about four or five people, locals in the area that were interested in air guns, and we all joined the Small Bore Association and became the Morro Bay Air Gunners, which is really just a kind of a subdivision of that club. They handle all our insurance and uh, a lot of range maintenance and stuff, so we take care of the field target area. Uh, so we set up a uh, set up a course, uh, had our first match, I think, in April 2000. 13, maybe I have to go back, 2013, 2014, I think it was 2013. Um, and then after that, we were holding monthly matches and were asked if we would uh, be interested in taking on the Western States match, which had been held in Oregon. And it was a bigger two-day uh, after Grand Prix match. So I bit the bullet, took it on, and we've been hosting that the last few years. And that's, that's a bigger two-day match. Uh, but I, I've always been a spring gun shooter mostly, though I did spend a year shooting the Marauder uh, pre-charge, and now I'm shooting a pre-charge pistol too, but I've always liked the piston guns and thought it would be great, and a lot of the matches I went to as a piston gun shooter were very kind of low numbers of participants. Some of them, they didn't even have the classes I wanted to shoot in. Some of the nationals, they may not have had the hunter piston or 
mm-hmm. open piston, and so you were kind of felt like a stepchild. So I thought, what if we had a piston match only? That's all we allowed, and had it like a Grand Prix match, two days, and that's what people would bring. So last year we did it for the first time. We did it as our April match, kind of an introduction to see how it worked. And it worked out well. We had 25 people, I think. I think I was set up to do 30 or 45, but we had 25, which is actually the biggest uh, gathering of piston shooters in the country for in quite a few years, I would think. Um, so then uh, this year we moved it to our uh, prime time, which is in August, summer. Hopefully we'll get even more people. And... Uh, that's what's coming up in two weeks. So what's, what are the dates of that for 2017, Scott? Uh, that's August 19th and 20th. All right. And so, you know, to back up a little bit, when you announced this uh, entire piston shoot, were there people, uh, you know, in your club and, and normal shooters, regulars to the events, who don't have piston guns, who were off-put by it, or or was do most guys have a piston gun to shoot? Well, mostly they had a piss. There were a lot of people that only compete with uh, pre-charged guns, um, but they have piston guns sitting in their closet somewhere. Um, they normally shoot PCPs because human nature. People want to do as good as they can, get the high scores, and that tends to happen a little easier with the pre-charged piston guns. Right. Very can be very difficult to shoot. The scores typically are lower, and some people just really want to do their best when they get a chance to go to a two-day match. They can put the effort in. They want to bring their best gun, their best shooting. They usually bring a pre-charge. But since they could only bring piston guns to this match, a lot of people dusted off their piston guns, brought them, and had a good time, whether they did well or not. And some people that typically do well with the pre-charge and don't shoot piston guns actually ended up being very good piston gun shooters. So how did you, did you modify the rules any, or did you create one piston class? I haven't really delved into the, the, the rules that you have there. Is it basically like hunter piston and open piston, or do you just follow um, one set of rules? It's freestyle, mostly. It's like our freestyle class where everybody's shooting in one class, and you can use any shooting age you want, pretty much. I found that the piston gun is the the main issue with uh, shooting one. When shooting a piston gun, you're dealing with enough just dealing with the gun. The shooting aids, if you don't have everything else sorted and you don't feel great with that gun, the shooting aids don't help all that much. As, as a matter of fact, I don't even use a. I don't even really like to use the bipod anymore on the piston gun when I'm shooting hunter because I found it. You know, it can make the gun feel a little steadier. It tends to affect the shot cycle negatively. So it helps the people that are just starting out, but ultimately the top shoes, it really doesn't help them that much. So I figured we would just do a uh, freestyle shoot, uh, run whatever you want, and bring whatever shooting you want, even range finders. Oh, wow. Okay, so so range finders are allowed. You can use higher-powered scopes. You're not limited to sort of 12x scopes. Uh, it's it's bring what you you want as long as it's what less than twenty foot pounds. Uh, yeah, though I've allowed some to go a little over, but piston guns. If you're shooting over twenty foot pounds, you're going to have a tough time with that. They right. shoot better at the lower, tend to shoot better at you know twelve, thirteen, fourteen, maybe. 
So will this be the second or third time that you've done this? This will be the second. Okay. And so last year, how how did things shake out? What kind of uh, setup uh, did you see were were was was mostly uh, in, in the top tier scores? Was it a, a high power scope? Was it twelve x? Was it folks bracketing or uh, you were you know using parallax? Well, Top tier, well, I remember the top two were me and Kelly Ha. I remember that because I shot with him the second day, and he was one of the ones that typically shoots pre-charge, but ended up being a great piston shooter. Um, and neither one of us used the uh, shot freestyle. I shot uh, WFTF or Hunter. Um, I used a low power. Well, let me think back. No, I think at that time I was using a 24 power scope. Uh, didn't use a rangefinder, didn't use a uh, bipod, and he was shooting open. I see. Okay. So I don't, in the top tier, uh, the equipment wasn't really an issue. Just did you know your spring gun and could you shoot good with it? Right, right. Well, that you know, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. I'm going to talk to club members here. I know a bunch would just jump on board. Uh, you know, I've been one of those shooters from the beginning. I've I've had spring guns and I've sold them and I've had them again. I want to like it, but um, maybe it would force me to uh, to to get more into it if we just had a shoot where nothing else was allowed, and uh, and I can see the advantage of doing it doing it that way. Um, so, anything else about the shoot that you would like to tell folks? Uh, any course issues or uh, interesting things that you're doing this year? Do you well, let me let me ask the question this way? Do you would you set up a different course if it was a, a PCP and spring gun course? Or do you sort of tailor this to the idea that the guys are going to be there at all different skill levels and, and bringing these guns in? And In other words, do you, do you set it up as an easier course? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Uh, there, we do have a, uh, well, there's the main, everybody's shooting in the same class, so they're all going for like the top five big trophies. We do give out an award for uh, what we call basic break barrel, and that's for people that are just bringing their uh, gun that they may have picked up to the local, like a big five or Walmart, and it's got maybe a four power non AO scope that's really not, you would normally not see in field target, but they want to shoot the match and they want to knock some targets down. So we do set up the course so that they all have some success. And actually, I'm going to shoot that way this year. I'm Decide I'm going to shoot my Benjamin Prowler, which was an $80 refurb I got, and I'm going to use the four-power scope. And I don't expect to win, but I did it once with that gun just in a local match, and it's still fun to shoot. You just see how many you can knock down. Don't expect to knock them all down, though. Well, that's one thing that's always um, impressed me about you is that you, uh, you know, you you seem to try different guns and different combinations, and you know, you're always. I mean, I'm not to say it, but you seem to be you know, looking at it from a, a budgetary point of view and you, um, and you, uh, you know, make the best of whatever equipment you bring. Sort of like the Beatles, you know, they, they say they didn't have the best stuff, but they still did really well with it. Well, yeah, I'm, a, well, when I was doing engineering, I, I was very appreciative of value engineering and that was doing the most with the, the least. And I still kind of do that even in my shooting. I don't like to have unnecessary things or, uh, and actually I don't have all that much money to spend anyway. So I like to get the most fun for the buck. Right. Right. Um, okay. So now, as far as the course. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to go back to that. So tell me about the course. 
Okay, um, the first day, we did this last year, we're going to do it again this year. First day, we set all full-size kill zones. Uh, the difficulty factor is about a 20, 20 uh, Troyer. Um, scores should be higher that day. People with uh, if shooting the guns like my Benjamin Prowler or the Big Five, you know, budget guns, you're going to be able to knock some targets down out to 25 yards, the closer ones. There'll still be some long targets, and that will challenge those with the... Uh, with the you know, under levers and the Dianas and um, HWs, German guns, TXs, whatever, you know, the higher end typical field target guns. But everybody will kind of get their feet wet the first day and will help the people that really aren't piston gun shooters and are just learning. And then the next day, the course is similar, except that there are then, um, there will be targets with reducers. A good, a good number reducer, so the difficulty will be probably up in the mid-20s, maybe 25, 26 range. And for, for folks that might be new to the sport and, and you talk about 20 or 26, uh, I think a good way to explain that is to imagine, you know, from your normal shooting position, a one-inch target at 20 yards is a 20 Troyer, right? Yes. And, and so if your average is that, that, that means you're going to have I mean, that's in from a Troyer factor point of view, that would make for a very, um, in a PCP course, that would be on the very, uh, the, the much easier end of the scale, right? Correct. Yeah, it would be considered a easy course. All the targets, well, except for the far ones, all the targets would be easy. The close ones, the level one and a half at 25 yards, that's probably doable for most piston guns, the low-cost brake barrel. Mm-hmm. And then to the next day, you're going to up it a little bit, put, have reducers on, on the, the targets, and it'll be about a 26 average is what you're thinking about. Yeah, 25, 26. I'll have to look back. Probably similar to what we did last year. The course is going to be a little different, but probably the same difficulty. It seemed to work out well. But this year it's a little different in that we've switched all our targets out to uh, world standard reducers. We only have two reducers. We used to have more. Um, last year, I think we used some half-inch reducers. This year, the smallest reducer will be 15 millimeter, which is about six tenths of an inch. Right. So there'll be 15 millimeter, 25 millimeter, which is about one inch, and then all the 40 millimeter targets, uh, which will be anything beyond 40 yards uh, won't be smaller than, or 45 yards won't be smaller than uh, 40 millimeters. And, and the photographs that I've seen of of your of your lanes and the course there. It's pretty open, right? Uh, we have some open lanes, but there's a lot where you're shooting down, uh, like corridors cut through bushes. Mm -hmm. um, in that respect, it's not open. Um, there is some wind protection. We do have prevailing winds, uh, and that's almost every match. Once in a while, we'll get one where it's calm, but we, we have enough wind to make it uh, difficult. Um, there'll be enough close ones that aren't too affected by the wind. So as far as... Uh, Open. As far as, uh, you know, trees, there are no trees. It's just like tall bushes around the target. So none of the shots are elevated. There's some slightly downhill, but most of them are level. Okay. And how many folks are signed up at this point, Scott? Uh, last I checked, I think we got a little over 20, but I put no deadline on it this for the piston match. I wanted people to be able to walk on or sign up at the last minute. Typically, we'll, we'll give a early registration discount. I haven't done that, so I expect, as last year, to have 
five or six people walk in at the end. And so we're still looking at 25 or 30 people. Could be more. Well, that's awesome. Um, anything else, Scott, that you'd like to, to talk about or maybe people that are on the fence about going um, that you would like to say? Um, well, I would say that uh, Central Coast is a great place to visit. If uh, you come to this match, you can pull in on uh, pull into the range on Friday afternoon. There's free camping if you want to bring your camping gear, and you don't have to leave the range till you go home on Sunday. We try and provide uh, at least enough, you know, minimal food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that Friday night, we're going to be having a barbecue uh, put on by the club, and there'll be like uh, light breakfast in the mornings. Uh, yogurts, fruits, uh, bagels, things like that. And then we probably have burgers for lunch and, or, and maybe barbecue for dinner again or burgers. I'd have to check the meal schedule again. But main thing is you can come in the morning or come on Friday and not uh, have to leave the range till you the match is over. Well, that is awesome, Scott. And uh, I want to appreciate say that I appreciate you coming on and, uh, and, and spending some time talking about it. And I'm going to put... Uh, a link back to uh, to you and the um, and, and your announcement post when I uh, put this live in the next day or so, and uh, and certainly I would like to have you back on at some point because you have a a bunch of technical knowledge that that those that have been in the sport and those that are new to the sport would benefit from hearing about. And so uh, so again, appreciate Scott Hall on the show tonight, and I wish you the best at the match in a couple of weeks. Okay, thanks, Scott. Thank you.